You're listening to a lonely gay boy and his co-host discuss horror movies, and not the good ones. A horror enthusiast podcast in which me, a lonely gay boy, and my co-host discuss horror movies, and not the good ones. Thanks for tuning in, new friend. Well, hi there, listener. It's me, uh, the lonely gay boy, you know, who was named in the in the title of the show. And uh, I, unfortunately, we, we're not doing a full real episode today because my co-host is unavailable. Uh, I don't have the full details, but he said he had to, he had to send a message to someone about a kilt or he had to kill a messenger. Uh, one of those two. Well, since he's not around, we're, we're going to have to wait and uh, cover Voodoo Academy uh, next week. Be sure, be sure to tune into that, because that, that's going to be good. That's going to be a full episode. I didn't want to leave, leave you, you dangling for a whole week, because that, that would have been rude of me. So, I, so here's a mini-episode in which I'm going to perform uh, Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. If you're unfamiliar with Edgar Allan Poe. He, he was a master storyteller, and he invented the, the murder mystery story. And he had a whole thing where he was like, here's, here's a short story about a crazy man, and he's obsessed with a woman, and, and it's spooky. And he wrote this long poem called The Raven, and uh, it was super, super popular. And he would travel around America at the time, and perform it in parlors. So yes, and people would say, well, thanks Edgar Allan Poe, here's here's some money for you to perform your, your poem, because we don't have, TV's not invented yet. It, neither is the radio. Okay then, here's the, the Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there, there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Well, tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember, it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow from my book's surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here, Forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, 
with tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. Some some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating, well then no longer. Well, sir, said I, or, or madam, truly your forgiveness, well I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Well, here I opened wide the door, Darkness there and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, well, long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. Well, but the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. Well, this I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word Lenore. Well, merely this and, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Well, soon again I heard a, a tapping, somewhat louder than before. Well, surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what thereat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with, with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, well, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mien of lord or lady, perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber door, perched and sat and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum, of the countenance it wore. Well, through thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore, for we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above his chamber door, with such name as nevermore. But the raven, Sitting lonely on the placid bust spoke only that one word as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Well, nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather, well, then he fluttered, 
Still I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore! Startled at the stillness broken, by reply so aptly spoken. Well, doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock and store. Caught from some unhappy master, whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster, till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, will never more. But the raven still beguiling all my fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and and bust and door, then upon the velvet sinking, why betook myself to linking fancy on to fancy, well, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking, nevermore. With this I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining, will that the lamplight gloated o'er, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er, she shall press uh, Nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfume from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee respite, respite, and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh, quaff this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent, or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore, desolate, yet all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, be that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore, help his soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Hayden it shall clasp a sainted maiden, whom the angels name Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels name Lenore. Quoth the raven, 
nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked up starting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonium shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. And the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. Well, okay, listener, that was that was The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe, as it was published in 1845, and I, I, I think it's pretty good. Nor- normally here, I'd have, I'd have some banter, hopefully of the witty variety, uh, with my co-host, but since we can't do that, um, I, gu- I guess that's it. I just, I just wanted to give you the sort of mini-episode. Uh, to tide you over before we get in the really good stuff next week with Voodoo Academy. So, uh, thanks for thanks for listening, friend. I, I hope you enjoyed enjoyed it. Um, you know, this is really rare that we had to do this, so I, I bet that we won't have to do this again. Surely there there won't have to be another mini episode in between in between real episodes uh, of the season later on. So, uh, okay, thank, thanks for listening. I'll, I'll see you next week. Bye.